Hey, 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 folks, welcome back. And today we've got another real estate investing power couple. We've got Amanda and Sean Davis on the call, zooming in from beautiful Oshawa, Ontario. And I tell you what, they've got an interesting backstory about how they got into real estate investing. Uh, they're doing small deals right now and looking to kind of scale things up, kick things up uh, to a higher volume and perhaps into a, a higher uh, level of kind of deals as they go along. But first things first, you guys, welcome to the show. Great to have you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. <laughs> We're really pleased to be here. Thank you. Well, I'm pleased to have you. If I recall correctly, this might be your first podcast interview. Is that right? first yeah. yeah i'll take it easy on you don't worry you guys but thanks for calling us out <laughs> well we specialize on, on podcast first timers so we're gonna have a lot of fun and it's an honor to have you on my show as your first of many i'm sure so first things first let's talk a little bit about your backgrounds and what got you interested in real estate investing so maybe ladies first let's start with amanda tell us a little bit okay, about sure. what, what how you got started with with real estate investing and then Sean will give you a shot as well. All right. Okay. So, um, yeah, I was raised by my single mom. Um, she did an amazing job. Um, but you know, money was really tight and I always knew that I just wanted to live a little bit differently. I didn't want to have such a tight budget. Um, you know, so, um, basically I was just always very ambitious and I always had a big interest in real estate and, um, you know, I got married young and, uh, I had a couple of children and it slowed me down. I wasn't really able to pursue those, uh, those darn kids sometimes. Huh? I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it took me a little bit later in life to get started. Um, uh, but you know, with, uh, with getting married young, you know, that comes with a ton of financial strains. And I ended up in quite a bit of debt, um, ended up with a bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, the marriage broke down. Um, so there was a divorce, and there was a vehicle that was repossessed. <laughs> My so. Situation. Yeah. That that you ended up having to pay for, I believe. I ended up having to pay for that. Your, your ex, you had to pay for your ex's pickup truck. I did. Yeah, oh, that, that was after the separation too. Ooh. So I was trying to rebuild my credit, and you know everything just kept piling up. I felt like I was taking one step forward and two steps back. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of people can relate with that. Um, but I never gave up. You know, I just always kept grinding, 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 saving, saving, saving. Um, I went to a Keyspire event in 2018. Um, I was blown away. My eyes were just opened. Um, that's where I saw Alfonso speaking the first time. Yeah, our good and old buddy Alfonso Cuadra. Yeah, very inspirational person, that's for sure. I, I loved his story and, you know, just the uniqueness of his character um, was very captivating. Yeah. So I went away from that. I wanted to join, but I didn't really have the money at the time. So I just learned as much as I could um, on online and, and whatnot. And uh, then two years later, uh, an opportunity came up. Um, I, I was a tenant at a property and mm -hmm. I moved away from there, but I stayed in touch and I stayed friends with the basement tenant. Okay. We, we were friends throughout all that time. And um, so he calls me up one day, he says, Amanda, 
the landlord, his name was Dave, he was going to sell. And I said to him, like, Greg, we're going to buy this house together. (laughs) (laughs) So there was your first joint venture. Nice. I didn't even know what a joint venture was, really. Mm -hmm. Um, I just knew that I couldn't do it alone and he couldn't do it alone. And he was someone I trusted. And the Mm -hmm. property I trusted because I lived there. Right. I knew knew what had been done. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I had confidence in the in the person. I had confidence in the property as well. And so we negotiated a really good deal with the seller um, with no commission and everything. So an off market deal. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's how I got my first property. I wasn't with Sean at the time. Um, actually, Sean and I started seeing each other the month after the property closed. <laughs> <laughs> Way to swoop in there with a with a new lady with her own property. Way to go, Sean. How about you? How did what was your was your interest in real estate sparked prior to meeting Amanda, or did she kind of inspire you? So I always had an interest in it prior to because we were friends, you know, six years, seven years before okay. um, we got together. So we were kind of professional work friends and. We lost, we were out of touch and then regained contact at that time. But prior to Amanda, I was always, you know, that person that watched HGTV. And I know a lot of people love doing that, but watching Scott McIlbury, um and his success in income property and and uh, some of the other shows really inspired me. Um, and I was like, there has to be a way for me to get involved in this. And, you know, I would, I, I went to, you know, some different pre-construction opportunities and mm-hmm. you know ventured out there with different real estate agents and and um got my feet a little bit wet but didn't take i didn't actually execute all it right so all... you kind of tipped out around you you checked out a few deals nothing quite looked right to you so you didn't quite pull the trigger i didn't quite didn't pull the trigger right at that yeah. time and you know i was always like i hope that whoever i end up marrying you know will have the same passion and desire yeah uh, for business yeah. and once we got together i was like that was one of the first things we spoke about actually wow. when we our first first time we got back together right like and and we talked about real estate that sounds like so, a really romantic first date you guys i tell you what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you i both anoint you real estate weirdos and that's a good thing <laughs> exactly right <laughs> it's funny because when he reached out to me on social media after we hadn't spoken in quite a long time he, he was asking me about real estate investing okay. so i actually didn't even know that he's single i thought maybe he'd be married and it's like so i actually set up this meeting to talk about investing because i thought he was going to be a client <laughs> Yeah. Ah, way to go, Sean. Nice, nice, yeah. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky way to get in there and reconnect. Hey, okay. So, so what have you guys done together as far as real estate investing goes? So basically, like I said, we closed on that deal just um, a month before Sean and I got together. And uh, the the value of the property went up so fast uh, in 2021. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Within less than a year, it had gone up so much and we didn't have to do anything to the property. So like a burr only, it was just buy and hold. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was, that was a fluke of nature. Yeah. At that particular time, everybody who bought a property was, uh, did very, very well. So yeah, that's, that's called getting lucky on the buy, which is good. I mean, it, yeah. everybody deserves to get lucky sometimes. That's for sure. So I'm, I'm really happy that that's market. when you guys got into the market. 
Yes. Exactly. Because we bought it off market too. We got it less than the market value. But anyway, yeah. after less than a year, we ended up refinancing that property. Yeah. And essentially the equity that we had was 50% belonging to our joint venture partner. Yeah. But he lives in the property. He lives in the basement unit and he wasn't going to do anything with that money except for put it in a GIC or something. Yeah. So I, so, so we offered talks. him, yeah, sorry, sorry. We, we offered him 10% per year to borrow his half. And then we used that and we bought, you could tell him. Yeah. <laughs> so we, so we were like, okay, let's come up with a game plan. You know, let's come up with a, you know, let's make sure we crunch the numbers and do our due diligence. And we were looking around, okay, where do we want to invest? Like the GTA is going to be a, a no-go. Um, I was a little bit familiar with Windsor. Mm-hmm. So I went online and I started looking and I was. So, so for folks that are outside of Ontario, how far away is Windsor from Toronto? Well, it's about three, four hours, roughly, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Roughly, yeah. It's a good distance for us. But I started seeing the opportunities out there, and I was like, hey, let's let's go out there. Mm-hmm. And we said, okay, let's do this. Like, let's go out there and look at some houses, look at some properties, and make a decision. Yeah. Like, yeah, so like we were looking at – we looked at all of Ontario to find a two-unit for 500000 because that's what we had. We had 20% down, which was 100000 so we had to keep it at that price. And all we saw was North Bay and Sudbury. We didn't really want to go as far as Which Sudbury, are even so. further away than Windsor. Yeah, yeah but my, I have, I'm from North Bay, and I have a lot of family there, so I visit lots, and okay. it would be convenient enough. But it was between North Bay and Windsor. So then we were starting to think about what the economic drivers are. Mm. And we saw that, you know, there's the battery plant in Windsor. There's the new uh, bridge to the States uh, is getting redone. There's two hospitals. One of them was just rebuilt. Um, There's a lot of travel nurses. There's a lot of tons of stuff going on there. Yeah. Yeah. So when we looked at that compared to North Bay, which didn't have a whole lot of stuff going on, a lot of blue collar in in North Bay and the mines and stuff, that's basically the biggest thing is the mines. It just didn't compare. Mm. So that's how we made our decision for Windsor. So you found one? We We did. did. Nice. Nice. So when did you close on that? January 2021. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. No, was it? Or the 2022. Year. Sorry, it was January 2022 because our daughter was born in February 2022. So, oh, wow. yeah, you remember closed that. on it just before our daughter was born. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, that's that's about the best uh, uh, baby shower gift I can imagine. Yeah. Who wants to? Except for I couldn't go out there and interview tenants because I was just too close to the due date. So Sean right. had to do that one alone. <laughs> there you go. Well, yeah. You got a trial by fire there, Sean. Well, that's that is awesome, you guys. I'm I'm very impressed that that you connected and that you've got that synergy, not just personality-wise and and that, but but that you're on the same page when it comes to investing in real estate and getting ahead financially. And I'm sure for you, Amanda, that's just like a night and day compared to your first marriage right where oh, for you know, sure. it was a financial disaster now now you're with a gentleman that's on the same page financially responsible wants to get ahead wants to join forces with you and invest together because i can't tell you how much easier that makes life when you've got a a life partner who's also your investment partner exactly yeah Absolutely. hey so we were talking a little bit before 
we hit record here that Amanda, you are also a real estate agent. Is that correct? You're working with my my old buddy uh, Gary Hibbert. And I am. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that and how long you've been doing that. And I think you're you're starting to combine your experience as a real estate investor with offering services to other real estate investors, but from a realtor standpoint, correct? Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, I've been um, doing real estate for seven and a half years now. And um, so I've done a lot, you know, of regular buy and sell. I do mostly representing sellers, mm-hmm. um, sell their house for the highest price possible and <laughs> with the least amount of stress. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you know, now that I have experience investing in my own real estate, I have a different perspective Mm. and I'm able to help people analyze their own deals so that they know, you know, that they're, um, they're getting, um, you know, equity right from the beginning that they're winning on the buy as well Mm -hmm. and helping them to make sure that they have, um, you know, savings in place for maintenance and vacancy and like we're taking into consideration everything. So now that I have this education, I can help enrich my client's experience with investing as well. Well, that's, so that's smart because why... you, not only have you got the education, but you've, you've got the experience now you're a few steps ahead of new real estate investors, right? That might just be getting started. You've already got a couple of properties under your belt. You've been managed self-managing those. You you know what the issues are. You know uh, how to get how to help other people that are maybe newer to real estate investing avoid some of the pitfalls. Exactly, and so, even helping them screen tenants as well because yeah. I've done that a lot for my landlord clients as well as for our own our own uh, properties as well. Smart, I like that. So, Sean, what what are you guys planning to do moving ahead? What are your goals when it comes to real estate investing? Yeah, so our goals now is to scale up, as you said earlier, we're trying to get into the multifamily space now mm-hmm. and slowly scale up. Um, and we're looking to, you know, have partners uh, partner up with us as we as we make this transition. Yeah, um, it's been it's been great. We've done some walkthroughs uh, down here in Durham in Oshawa and we're going to be in Windsor this weekend. going to be doing some walkthroughs there as well to get some more experience and um to basically make sure we crunch the numbers and 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 get it right right because we have no time for speculation at all right it's making sure that the numbers are correct making sure our due diligence is done um properly so when you say multifamilies like what size properties are you guys going to be looking at so i would say we're looking at i know we were looking at five to seven and and even more but we're trying to go you know step by step right we if there is let's say a 20 unit and we're able to, you know, formulate that with the right, correct numbers. I mean, we're willing to tackle that, but we want to take baby steps and maybe start with a five to seven. Yeah. Maybe 10 and, and step by step. It just comes yeah. down to the numbers, you know, if it works and then well, it, it comes down to a right few partners. things, not, not just the numbers. It's a matter of uh, the numbers and being able to access the capital and the credit. Yes that you need to purchase the property. So here's, I got got some really good news for you guys. Um, The really good news is you're already in multifamily. A duplex is a multifamily, small one, about as as small (laughs) as you can get, but two is, two is more than one. So that's, that is multi. 
That's, so that's true. you've got two of those. So you've got four units on the go already. So yeah. you've got some experience there. So yeah, I really like what you're saying there, Sean, about the, the next level up maybe being a five unit or a seven unit or maybe even a eight unit small multifamily property because for two big reasons. Number one, for you guys and your context, that's something that's really you can believe in and you can achieve and you can feel comfortable with. It's it's yeah, it's a it's a step up from what you're doing right now, but it's not a huge leap, right? It's that's it's right. within the realm of of believability for yourselves, right? I'm not saying yes. you couldn't do something bigger, but this is something that you can, yeah, say, yeah, I we can do this. And the second big thing is it's a much uh, easier leap for your prospective investors to buy into, right? Yes. So you guys having a, a portfolio of four rental units right now, buying another property that's six or eight units. Well, yeah, that makes sense. You guys already have that track record. So it's a, it's an easier thing to sell. Does that make sense? Gotcha. An easier thing to offer. So yeah. yeah, that's that is really that is really great. Sean, if you don't mind me asking, I know Amanda's been in the the realtor business for the last number of years. What is what is your professional background? What what do you do? Yeah, so I've been in um, healthcare for about just over ten years. Okay. Uh, personal support worker for all of that time, and I also uh -huh. did some casework. So I've worked with. Uh, individuals that have autistic that have autism mm -hmm. on the different spectrums and have also supported um teenagers we'll say young adults between 17 to 30 years of age they all dealt with mental illnesses like mm -hmm. schizophrenia bipolar fetal alcohol syndrome so i was support workers for them they were wow. just um i would say the level above the group home so right. they were living semi-independently i was there to teach them life skills daily and help them to become as self-sufficient as possible. Um, uh, so that complete was, uh, respect for that. My wife works in mental health as well. So I, I hear you. some of the stories and uh, yeah, it's, it's a huge, huge demand there. So here's, here's Thank the other know. good news for you guys. Uh, when we work with clients, we tend to find that especially couples within Amanda's network and Sean, within your network of personal connections and professional connections, it's pretty easy to shake the tree if you do it right and and access well between the two of you several million dollars of investor capital so you know a lot of people think they have to go out on social media and and create all of these connections from scratch you don't necessarily need to do that you can really leverage the people that you already have that pre-existing relationship with people who already know you like you and trust you that's the easiest capital raise the soonest. So when you guys are ready to start raising capital, uh, don't worry so much about trying to become big time social media influencers or the next Grant Cardone or, or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. Or the next Alfonso Quadra. You don't have to, you don't have to yeah. be going up to those. That's a relief. Ones. Yeah. Focus on your existing connections first. That is the fastest. That is the easiest. And that is the safest private capital that you can raise. Thank you for Thank that you for very that. valuable tip. That's yeah, really very, encouraging. Very yeah. Appreciate that. You guys, hey, I'm so pleased with what you've accomplished. I'm so pleased that you have found each other and created this life partnership mm -hmm. and this 
this this business part, this investing partnership. Uh, I know I've I've gone through my own version of kind of what what you went through, Amanda, being with mm-hmm. the wrong person, and you know nothing wrong with that person. Just the, we weren't on the same page. Right. Uh, yeah. Now finding somebody that I'm on the same page with um, makes all the difference. So I'm I'm so happy for you guys. Hey, if people want to connect with you and find out more, what should they do? Um, well, we have our social media, like on, on Facebook. So you can, yeah. um, we have Davis Properties. Well, not quite yet, but we have, we could just give them your okay, handle well, and I'll give them my handle. Okay, well, my handle is, um, <laughs> I don't remember. Pretty much Amanda Davis. Amanda Davis. And then Sean nice. Davis on Facebook. Uh-huh. Um, and, and then we have Davis Properties 13 at gmail.com. That's Perfect. how you can get hold of us through email. But, and uh, my website too is amandadavisrealty.ca. That makes it easy. Well, you guys, <laughs> this has been it. a lot of fun. How did Thanks. you feel about your very first podcast interview? Now that it's wrapping this was, up. This was great. This was great. Um, Yeah, we really appreciate it. We didn't even get to ask you how your trip was in the UK. Like it, the, the pictures look amazing. Oh, thank you. It was awesome. But, uh, that's great. You made us feel quite comfortable and it's great meeting you and, uh, Thank you for the opportunity. It's an honor. My pleasure. Likewise, you guys. Okay, everybody, take care, and we will talk to you on the next episode.